Is the clinical doctorate appropriate to the physician assistant profession as an entry-level degree, as a postgraduate degree, or not at all? The findings of the PA Clinical Doctorate Summit. You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and with me today is Cindy Lord. Cindy is the president of the American Academy of Physician Assistants and the program director of the Physician Assistant Program at Quinnipiac University in Hamden, Connecticut. Today we are discussing the Physician Assistant Clinical Doctorate Summit. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for asking me to be on your program. My pleasure. Cindy, on March 25th, you participated in the PA Clinical Doctorate Summit held in Atlanta, Georgia. Tell us, what was the purpose of the summit? Well, Lisa, the purpose of the summit was to address a increasing discussion in our profession and maybe even outside the profession, maybe in the healthcare arena, I will say, for the idea of clinical doctorates. And our discussion was specific around the physician assistant clinical doctorate. Should it exist? Should we have this? Or should we go and pursue that area or not? And what was the summit process? It was a really interesting an exciting process, and that's because it was done independently of our profession. And I'll just say up front that when I speak to the word, when I say the PA profession, I'm really talking about the four professional organizations that represent our profession, and that would be our certifying organization, the NCCPA, our accrediting agency, the ARCPA, our educational organization, PAEA, and our professional organization, the AAPA. And this discussion has been, I think, stimulated recently as of late because other healthcare professions and other healthcare professionals have gone into the clinical doctorate. So the AAPA and PAEA, the Physician Assistant Education Association, both financially put money forward to sponsor an independent sponsor group to look at and explore the idea of a clinical doctorate for PAs. And this independent sponsor group was a group that was made up of educators, practicing PAs, clinicians, and staff from the APA and PAEA who got together and then worked with an independent group known as Innovations Lab to put this summit on. And Innovations Lab had worked in the past with other healthcare organizations. Just a few years back, they did a visioning process for the future of pediatrics And I had been aware of that and had reviewed their work and was very impressed with how they conduct their program. So let's answer the key question. Is the clinical doctorate appropriate to the PA profession as an entry-level degree, postgraduate, or not at all? Well, what the group came out with, and they did come out with a series of recommendations. The summit was never actually designed to come up with a definitive statement, but rather it was designed to move the process forward. So we were very pleased that we came out with a set of recommendations. And those recommendations include that the PA profession opposes the entry-level doctorate for physician assistants, that the PA profession endorses the master's degree as the entry-level and the terminal degree for our profession, and that the PA profession supports colleges and universities and others offering postgraduate non-profession-specific postgraduate doctorates. And what I mean by that would be, for example, the Doctorate of Medical Science, the Doctorate of Health Science, and other non-PA-specific clinical doctorates. And finally, 
the final recommendation, the PA profession should explore the development of a model for advanced standing for PAs who desire to become physicians. And that's sometimes known as a bridge program. So looking at an accelerated path for PAs, that small number of PAs who may choose to go on to medical school. So let's talk about a couple of those. Why not offer a clinical doctor degree as an optional degree, but not a mandatory terminal degree? Again, in our profession, one of the most important, the kind of the mantra, the soul of the physician assistant profession is patient care. And we kept that at the forefront of our work throughout the summit, which was how does this improve patient care, access, safety. And when you look at how PAs enter into the profession, the concern of cost, the concern of lengthening education, one of the hallmarks of our profession that makes us actually very unique and a leader in medical education is the unique model in which PAs are trained. Still within 27 to 36 months, PAs are able to complete their education and be out in the clinical world. And so it was important for the participants at the summit, they felt, to keep patient care at the top of the list of things we looked at and as a reference for where we're going. And a clinical doctorate they felt did not support enhancing patient care with access, et cetera. The doctoral summit, those recommendations, the consensus was we certainly would support advanced knowledge and skills and training. Our profession is about lifelong learning, but there was not a need for a PA-specific clinical doctorate. There are so many opportunities for PAs to achieve a doctorate degree in other areas that are health-related. They felt that that was adequate. So I think some of the confusion comes from the U.S. Army and the Baylor University program, where they're continuing to graduate PAs with clinical doctor degrees, and it was in just emergency medicine, now it's in orthopedics. And as the military beating the root of the PA profession, I think people thought that we would follow that lead. Well, it's interesting you ask that, because we had a great discussion, and what was most exciting about the summit was the fact that it didn't just bring 45, 50 people, stakeholders from all areas of PA profession, educators, non-educators, clinically practicing PAs, physicians, all other healthcare professionals. We didn't just sit in a room and chat about this and then raise our hand, let's make some recommendations. It was a series of case scenarios, problem-based, small programs and projects that took place over two and a half days. And from that, you know, percolated up these recommendations. So it's interesting you ask because the military was there, the Army was there, made great presentation. And the uniqueness, what we found is one of the differences was the Army was facing very specific challenges. There was real specific reason for them to develop their PA clinical doctorate their need, advanced training, their ability or inability to have advancement, professional advancement within the military, the need to keep PAs in the military in healthcare. They had specific challenges and needs, very directed. And so their development of a PA clinical doctorate has served them well and met their needs. When we tried to apply that to our profession in general, we couldn't see and even the other non-PA professionals, nursing, PT, OT, physicians that participated as stakeholders, there was clarity that as a profession, we don't have those same unique needs and challenges that 
ability for a PA to practice and their scope of practice has evolved naturally, that the system is working for us. So we didn't have those unique challenges that the military is facing. So that was a difference. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Cindy Lord. Cindy is the president of the American Academy of Physician Assistants and the program director of the Physician Assistant Program at Quinnipiac University in Hamden, Connecticut. We are discussing the Physician Assistant Clinical Doctorate Summit. So, Cindy, one of the recommendations was that the PA profession explore an MDDO bridge program. And I think most people understand a bridge program if a PA is interested in a medical specialty. But why would a primary care PA incur the cost and time associated with a bridge program? They may or they may not. I guess the first is to speak to that idea. One of the components of the summit, one of the programs or projects or cases that we worked on was called a force fit, and we looked at all the different healthcare professional groups that had gone to a clinical doctorate, and we tried to fit the PA model into those different scenarios or formats of how they move to a clinical doctorate. And one of the groups was no fit. You know, what about a bridge program? And in looking at that, if someone really desires to go to medical school, the way to go would be go directly to MD or DO school. However, there is a small number of PAs in their lifetime who do end up going to medical school, 2 to 5%. Why might a primary care PA choose to do that? I'll give you an example of one of my classmates. She had done one of her clinical residencies as a student at an American Indian reservation, fell in love with the whole practice of medicine, the area, and the people, and ended up taking a job there through the National Health Service Corps. And after about five or six years of practice, she ended up going to medical school. And it wasn't because she fell out of love with the profession or wanted a different area of medicine. It was because the physicians who kept rotating in and out of that reservation, she felt there wasn't continuity of care. They had trouble keeping physicians there. And she felt the care for her patients waxed and waned, and she wanted to be able to provide a more consistent an improved level of care for those patients. So she went to medical school and went back to that area so that she had all the skills and tools that she needed to provide. She felt the best care for her patients. So that's just one model that's probably more of an exception than a rule, and maybe primary care PAs wouldn't choose to do a more accelerated program. But that opportunity maybe in rural areas where, you know, the PA would need a little more latitude or independence than they have currently with their team model relationship. Has there been any discussion as to the creation of an advanced training for PAs in primary care that could lead to the easing of physician supervision or allowing PAs to have a broader role in the primary care crisis in the rural or urban setting? The doctoral summit did address that. There were some, again, scenarios that looked at would that be an ultimate potential role for PAs in primary care if physicians, as they're kind of struggling to fill those areas, less of the people in medical school, the men and women in medical school choosing primary care. And that is part of the concept that was looked at with this accelerated program. I just know that when we discuss that, the thought would be, that's one of the recommendations that isn't within our control. All the other recommendations that I mentioned are certainly totally within the purview of our profession. This one certainly impacts medicine 
and physicians. And so the recommendation was this would be something if we were to pursue this to look further down the road, do a study, maybe approach one or two medical schools in MD or DO that actually house PA programs that have a PA program and look at them as a model. Maybe look at one or two and ask, are you willing to look at this as a model? And maybe as we look at where healthcare reform goes, you know, there's a lot out there, but there's nothing out there yet. Is when we see the ultimate something come out about healthcare reform, it may be down the road that that is a concept that would potentially work to improve access to care. But at this point, that's really theoretical. That's promising. Another one of the recommendations was that the PA profession explore a completely new model for physicians and PAs to be trained. What would that look like? Well, it was titled the stem cell theory, and as I spoke previously about that forced fit, looking at other healthcare professionals and what they had done for the clinical doctorate, was the stem cell theory, which totally would implode how medical education exists in this country today and, and looked at somewhat more of a tiered system where there would be like a level one where people, you know, NPs, PAs, docs, but everyone, anyone would enter there and you'd be more at the primary care and then you kind of get advanced skills like a leveling system. So it was an interesting concept. Of course, it was very far in the future because it would require a total, essentially imploding the current healthcare system and starting from scratch for medical education. It was interesting to discuss. Not sure we're ready for that in this country yet. There is a public perception that the academic credential should be commensurate with the level of responsibility for patient care. And with nurse practitioners now at the doctorate level, do you feel that this perception could affect decisions by the public seeking medical care and or by policymakers who are shaping our new health care system? Only if our profession allows that to happen. Again, we're not a new profession anymore. We're over 40 years old as a profession. We're well-established with a good reputation in the community, i.e. the public, the medical community, payers, employers, who know PAs. And if we continue to practice as the kind of care that we practice, the relationship we have, the patient-centered medical home, the team relationship, that the academic degree shouldn't drive the clinical degree, the clinical approach to medicine. So it might be a challenge, but I think it's all about education and continuing to build our relationships with healthcare professionals. And as we look at reform, it shouldn't come down to the academic degree after your name, but what are your competencies? And as you know, we have the competencies for the PA profession with interpersonal skills, knowledge base, clinical knowledge, uh, healthcare systems. So as our PA educational model has continued to expand, improve, and address the needs of PAs in practice, I think that you know, we'll be well suited to where healthcare reform ends up. Well, thank you, Cindy. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library of on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening.